Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This week is with my new friend, Novel, and you know how much I like making new friends on this podcast. Novel is a Canadian pop artist, originally from Canada, lives in LA now, and she has a really cool sound to her, kind of like late 90s, early 2000s, Fergie, Gwen Stefani kind of vibes. I don't know, you have to listen to it. But it really stood out to me because I feel like she has a vision for the project. The branding is just so there and she really knows what she's going for. And I kind of wanted to talk to somebody outside of a genre that I normally talk to. I'm so interested in all sides of music, so I thought this would be really fun. As much as it's a slightly different genre, a lot of the lessons in promoting your music and coming up as an artist are all the same. And that was really interesting to me. So hearing her story and hearing the ways that she's gotten creative in promoting everything that she's doing and her vision for the project and kind of redefining that is a really interesting story. And those are stories that I like hearing. So I hope you do too. If you do, if you like the podcast, I say the same thing all the time, but make sure to tell your friends about it. Make sure to subscribe where you're listening. If you want to go above and beyond and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you know that means the world. I'm going to keep it short. Let's get right into it. Where are all my friends? We're back again. And this one's kind of fun because I was I was just explaining this right before we started recording. But I love doing podcasts with people that I barely know. And I just feel like you get these very organic stories and it's such a fun, real conversation. So this is a fun one. I think, how did we even meet? It was through your team. Like your team hit me up about the podcast and I was like, yo, this is sick. Let's do this. So this is great. I'm so excited to hear your story. Thank you for having me. My name is Novel. Um, So yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you and yeah. Yeah, this will be cool. And uh, where I really like to start, like the whole idea for me is I saw your project and it seemed like anytime, I don't really care where an artist is in their career, but it just seems like if you have a vision, if you're doing something cool, if there's something unique there, I'm like, I want to hear about that. Mm -hmm. And what instantly stood out to me was like, you very clearly defined your brand, which is something that's really, I think, important in this day and age. Thank you. Um, Thank you for noticing that. I'm actually um, a visual, visual artist. Um, anyone that I've worked with can tell you that I'll be like in the studio right down as soon as I start songwriting or an idea. I already have like the music video pictured. Like I'm very hands-on. I do all my styling. I do my makeup. Really? Yeah, I do everything. I'm I'm a very hands-on <laughs> Because in the end, it's like, this is me. And this is like, yeah. what, how I want to, you know, interpreter or like how I want to vision. Um, so yeah, I'm a very hands-on artist. Um, and everything that I've written about or done, it's like a chapter of my life, and my story. That's cool. All right. Well, I definitely want to hear more about that. <laughs> because to me, like just, I kind of like try not to do too much homework because I want to like hear these things naturally. But that stood out to me of just like, all right, cool. Like even with only three songs out, it's very clearly defined. And I love that. Thank you. And then the other thing that stood out is that you fuck with TikTok. <laughs> Anybody that fucks yes. with TikTok is a friend of mine. Yes, I love the TikTok world. has been amazing. Um, my two recent songs that I dropped, Like Us and Sticky, all together has combined like 4.5, almost 5 million views all together, which is awesome as an independent artist. 
Um, so yeah, it was really cool to have some, you know, bigger influencers behind it. Kylie from like Disney was supporting it. The, um, Pittman sisters, these beautiful triplet girls that, you know, supported all my tracks right down to the dance, to the dance mom. Um, so yeah, having that was like amazing, you know, support in the, you know, other, other other side of like um entertainers you know what i mean with the yeah and combining your my music with their world yeah well no i love that and i had um i don't know if you know ty verdes but he's another artist that's independent and like pop in and a huge thing like he's one song out stuck in the middle maybe just now too Mm -hmm. but we had this incredible conversation about just like how he correctly used tiktok not in a cheesy way but like had fun with it but told his story and like took the time to really learn the platform Mm -hmm. and the song blew up so anybody like I'm all for embracing the future. And I know, like, at least for me, like, I'll look at it and sometimes I'm like, I am too old. I should not be here. But I think that... I think think it's... uh, Yeah, and it's interesting. You never know, like, how... What's going to take off, what's not. I mean, my songs are definitely still growing. I'm still, like, pretty independent and, like, new upcoming artists. So it's cool just to, like, you know, share your art on a different platform and TikTok yeah. is popping right now. So it's really cool to have like that TikTok kind of world, see your, you know, hear your sound and be like, this would be great for, you know, our platform. And it's like, that's cool. Yeah. It's like what I wanted. This new music is very fun, sassy, confident. So I think it was just works perfect for the little TikTok world. <laughs> that's such a good way to put it. And like you saying that you're so visual, I would imagine that when you write a song or like, I would imagine that it's pretty easy for you to be like, oh, wait, I could do this or this or this or like the ideas for TikToks because you can tell when somebody's there because they like have to be or because their team is like, you need to be doing this. Or it's like, yo, this person's having fun with it. And I like saw that and I was like, all right, I see you. (laughs) Thank you. So that's cool. Well, all right. So let's do the typically the format that I like to do is I like to take it back to the earlier days of you, I guess, finding music wherever that was in your life. But finding that moment where you're like, you know what, like, this is what I want to do. This is the path. Or maybe it didn't start like that. But whatever that is. Yeah. So um, like I said, I was from I'm from a really small town in Saskatchewan, Canada called Paradise Hill a town of like 495 people, very like farmer, prairie, um, ranched town. And I always knew I wanted to do something in the entertainment business. So my parents put me in dance at age three and I was competitively dancing in ballet, tap, jazz, lyrical, um, hip hop, like at age five. And then from there I started doing some musical theater, um, but yeah, in, in my town, there's no arts really, you know, it's like bigger cities like Toronto yeah. where you have to what's fly. A, and, what's a dance class like there? Yeah, like, is there, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, like I a mean, bunch of, far- are you like in a farm and they're like, hey, we'll teach you? <laughs> no, we're doing the timber by cash. No, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, I mean, I had to go to like the bigger city. So I had to drive like Got an it. hour every day to, wow. like, you know, go to do dance and So I actually was my brother's hockey team. They were looking for a national anthem singer and I was 10 years old and I was like, I'll do it. And my mom at the time was like, oh, I don't know. Can she sing? Like she, nobody even knew. And so my grandma is like a very like spoke, 
high spokesman woman. She'll tell you if you're good or not good. And so my parents, we all had grandma over for dinner and then we're like, Sammy wants to sing. And so I sang and she's like, I think she's got some pipes. And so from there, I became, you know, singing for my brother's hockey team. And from there, I auditioned for the national uh, NHL hockey team for the Edmonton Oilers. And I became their anthem singer for like 18,000 people. So from there... This is so Canadian right now. Your come up in music (laughs) is the national anthem in the hockey games. I love this. Thanks. And then there's like this really big thing in this big city, like three hours away called Telemiracle. And basically it's a huge foundation that major artists come in. You you, um, raise money for cancer and they bring in a ton of like huge artists for entertainment and you call in you you know donate money and so they had an audition to have like some local so all people were flying in auditioning and I ended up getting the role and I sang Suds in the Bucket um it was my first live television performance and then they asked me to come sing for their breakfast for all the major artists And so I went and I sang and I sang this cover, Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. And I had like a really big voice for such a little girl. And all these artists were coming up to my parents and were like, if she really likes doing music and entertaining, I feel like you guys should, you know, help pursue this dream of hers. So from there, I ended up flying to Toronto, which is like a five and a half hour flight like once a month and like vocally training and like getting more into it. And then once I graduated high school, I I moved to Los Angeles and that's how I started my career. So like you've been in it like this was, this is like a pretty early age where you're like, this is it. I'm doing this. I think it's just like, I've been doing it a long time, but like now I'm like really found my sound. I've like, you know, before I was like, kind of like, you know, finding my voice, learning the training, you know, dancing. I'm like, when I perform, I have like full on dancers, like it's a show like, um, wow. So I'm like a different artist in that sense. Like I'm a very, I'm an entertainer. Like I love putting on a huge show. I have a very big creative mind. And so, um, yeah, so I got in the studio with poet named life of the black eyed peas. And that's where I cut my very first single, um, They were the one that actually gave me my artist name novel because my last name was Novelin and I'm from a really small, that my really small town and I was, I'm a songwriter and they're like, you're quite the story. So they kept calling me novel. So that's cool. Novel. And they're like, you're like a mini little Fergie. And so, um, that's how I got my artist name novel. Damn, that's sick. And uh, I feel like that's literally the most generic interview question ever. So hopefully we can cover that on this podcast. This podcast pops off enough and you never have to go through that very beginner. How'd you get your name? Artist question. But that is cool. That's really cool. It's a really cool um, story. So I, I love sharing that. No, that's that's awesome. So something that you said that I'm curious of mm-hmm. is having been in this for so long, And now, like when I look at every profile that you have on social media, again, it's very intentional. You have the brand figured out and you only have three songs out on Spotify. Mm -hmm. But I've also talked to a lot of friends that it took them some amount of time of finding themselves and kind of perfecting the craft. And they'll kind of do like a, like they'll wash it clean and like start fresh. 
was this a one of those? Like, I would have to imagine you've done a ton of other stuff yeah, since I, then. I actually have. Like, m- when I first started, my first single was like more very EDM. My first single was called Spark, and I actually spelled my name N O V E L. Um, mm. And I released it, and it went number 16 on Billboard Dance Charts. So I've oh. had previous work. Um, just this year, I ended up like taking down all my older stuff. Um, I mean, like last year, I had a single. And boys like you, amateur, all this time, like they were on Canada radio and I got support, but I took a whole year off and I was like, I kind of like rebranded. I did like a lot of self-work on myself. And I was like, I think I truly found my sound now. Um, Before the stuff I did was very more just pop or like deep house. And I have music videos for them. They're all on YouTube still. And they have awesome, you know, views and stuff. But I decided to kind of like, you know, really rebrand. And I took the stuff off like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and all those main channels. And I just started recently as of like four months ago, um, releasing my new work. So I have been doing this for a minute. (laughs) See, and that's, that's cool to me. One, it's an honor. I'm glad that I get to do the pod with you now in like the new wave of it only four months in. That's awesome. And I, I um, sharing that because like I feel like a lot of artists um or I mean fans like think like where did this girl come from she's got one single and she's like blowing up and like little do they know they've actually had other workout and they probably like swiped it or like you know I know there's like Billie Eilish videos of her like that they've swiped or Ava Max like you know there's a ton of like artists that like people just be like, where did she come from? But then there's fans that have been like, I've been with them for like eight years or five years. And those are like the original OG fans. And so, I mean, if you really do research and I don't want people believing there's just like, people just come out of nowhere. Like, you know, there's definitely like a machine behind people. There's definitely a team. It's like a whole, it's a business, you know? Well, I'm so glad that you brought that up and said it that way because I think that there's two sides of it. It's like, I I think that honesty is really important and you don't want to just like front like, oh, I'm the shit out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But it's also important to learn how to brand things. and, And that can be part of it to realize, like to learn to grow and then to almost hit reset and do it better. So I'm always curious of that. And that's a story or a lesson that I like to hear from different people's perspectives because I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that it's really cool. And I think that some artists, depending on the circumstance, might have had a chance and missed it because they were so stuck in their old ways or their old branding. And they didn't have that honest feedback or that honest conversation with themselves where it's like, I have what it takes, but I need to learn the marketing and the branding and make this feel fresh. I mean, in the end, that's like the main thing. And I think I just have recently like really learned that over the years, like before I release a single and then like wait six months, eight months, then release a single. And I was so focused on that single. And like this year I've been like dropping a single, like every like four weeks or six weeks. And because in the end, you don't know which one is people are going to really like what you think could be totally opposite of like, all of a sudden what pops off. So I've just been like, okay, I just need to really start releasing my music. Um, I mean, I have a ton of songs that I now will never get to release because I was just holding off. And so now I'm like, 
all last year I wrote a whole album's worth of music and I'm starting to drop singles from the album and I'm just going to keep creating and I just got to know that like you know I'm just going to keep releasing and everything's a new chapter a new story and I'm growing as well with my music with my fans so um it's like a journey it really is a journey yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm so, that's exactly what this podcast is about is like learning and hearing that journey. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's cool. It's really cool. I didn't expect that that was part of your story and the way that you put that is awesome. But I, um, I like sharing that perspective because I think there could be people listening to this that maybe have a project mm-hmm. and they really believe in themselves and they're not going to stop anytime soon. But like, now, like I look like this is the perfect example is I didn't know who you were. I saw it through the internet and it looked like this new fresh thing and you clearly had a following and you clearly had a brand, but it it like almost was more appealing because it was only like, oh, three songs out. Like who's she? Like who's this new pop and artist? Oh, well, and I don't think there's anything <laughs> like, I think that's awesome. Like I think it's smart Thank when people you. can do that, mm. but then they back it with like talent. They're like, oh, cool. Yeah. I've been doing this. Like this is intentional. I think it's cool. Thank you. So, well, yeah. It's yeah. Been, it's, I'm finally like, you know, really getting good support. Like my new music video, I just dropped within like three weeks ago and it's already almost got like 400,000 streams, which is crazy as an independent artist. And, yeah. you know, my songs are, you know, growing on Spotify and, you know, so I call my fans my novelties. So they've been awesome support system. Damn, that's, that's cool. So, Okay. I want to get to that exact point, but before we do, tell me, so you moved to LA when you pretty much finished school and moved to LA, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that's a decent amount of time. You said you've been in LA. I don't know if, I don't remember if we said this before we started recording. You said you've been in LA for about seven years Yeah, or so? for about seven years. I was like traveling before, back and forth from Canada to here, Canada, you know, back and forth, but... Yeah, I've I've been here for about seven years. What was the early, like, what was your first impression of getting to LA? You're like wide-eyed, like, I'm coming to LA. I'm going to do the thing. Like, what what was that? What did your early time in LA look like? Um, I honestly think the biggest shock, I think, would be more when I go back to me going to Toronto. Because it's a bigger city like LA. And I remember my first time like going there and be like, whoa. And I remember I came upon my very first LGBT gay parade and I'd never seen that before. And that was an eye opening. And I just fell in love. I was like, people are dancing. There's joy. And I was, that was like a big eye opening. I was like 12 years old, like 13, 12. Um, And so I think that was like kind of a more shock. I think I just always knew like people even back home would be like, you never really belonged here. Like, you know, I always knew that no matter what, like I was going to, you know, be comfortable. And luckily my mom's American. She's from Sacramento. And so, um, I have dual citizenship. So I I was traveling like a lot, um, coming to LA and back and forth. So I also have like awesome family support. Like, you know, my parents would travel with me or my mom would come. So I was always like very comfortable. Um, but I just knew I wanted to be here. So I was just very open-minded and excited. (laughs) Yeah. So then was your first, your first exposure to a big city, like that was just another moment where you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I found it. This is it here. I'm in the right place. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, 
Um, I don't know. I haven't really, people always ask me that because, you know, such a shock, small town, but I honestly felt very comfortable coming here. I feel like I just, maybe in a past life, I lived in a big city. I don't know, but I'm, I, I love where I grew up. I love, you know, my dream is to have a farm and like have animals and be successful in my career. And like, I want pigs, goats, cows. Like I love all that stuff. I want to have a massive garden one day. And so I like, I'm still very like humble and, you know, stick to my roots. But um, yeah, I guess it was like a, a big shock. Like the highways are definitely, freeways are a lot bigger and a lot busier than we have two laners back home. And here it's like six lanes. So it was, it oh, was yeah. a little it'd bit be, to get used to. It'd be to. going crazy. <laughs> but what about like the artist project and like meeting people? Like, did you did you already have an idea of who you were going to work with or did you get out here and just be like, all right, now what? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely been times in the process. Like my first time was getting in the studio with Poet and then I met like mm-hmm. Will I Am and Apple and Will. Yeah. Cause that's crazy. My, yeah. Will came to a couple of my shows and, um, you know, I've LA's like, honestly, like very small, like entertainment world. Like as soon you kind of start meeting people and then you start working with this producer, that producer, but, um, yeah, it's like, you never know who you're going to run across or who you're going to work with, but I've been working with awesome, talented, you know, songwriters, producers, and yeah, it's just been a journey and I really enjoy it. Yeah, no, that's, it's crazy. It's just, I have so many friends that have come out and it's like, you kind of have to like stumble a little bit until you find your people and you really like meet those ride or dies. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you were able to work with the people that you just listed so early on is so damn cool. Yeah, it is cool. But I I definitely have worked with a couple sharks, they call them. Like I haven't had like, you know, the best experience. Like I've definitely had ups and downs. I've like definitely had people that, you know, say they'd do this or that. And like, I've been times where like, I'm like, am I really supposed to be doing this? I get frustrated sometimes, like, you know, but then people will like, my fans would like message me and be like, wow, this song like helped me. And I'm like, wow, this is why I do music. And this is why I want to connect with people. I love people. And like, um, I'm not the great at expressing my emotions. I guess that's why I'm a songwriter. So, um, it's just having seen people like, you know, message me about my songs. I'm like, wow, okay, this is what keeps me motivated. This is what, you know, helps me, you know, just like I look at other artists where I'm like, wow, that song made me feel better. That song made me feel hype. You know, I, I, I love that other artists or people, you know, see my music and view that the same way. Yeah, totally. That's something that I think everybody has their own ways of like, everyone's felt it and everybody deals with differently, but no matter how successful you ever get, just that feeling of like, is this worth it? Like, am I like, am I really going to make it kind of thing? And like the, the little bits of encouragement that you can find along the way are like life changing. It's crazy. 100%. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So you got to LA a little while ago, chasing the artist project, had a whole different sound. And then as of very recently, changed it up, changed the name, changed the spelling, name stays the same. Mm-hmm. And then was the was the branding all like, was that a whole new wave? Like, were you straight, like clean slate, everything started again kind of thing? 
Um, not so much like visually, because if you look at even like my past work, like I'm very theatrical artist. So I don't think like visually, um, I think just more like sound wise. And I think that just since I've grown as a, a woman and like with being around um, myself and getting more comfortable with knowing what I want in my art, you know, it's kind of like painters, you know, the more you paint, you start finding your own style. And I feel like it was like that with my music. And a couple of years, like maybe like a couple of years ago, I, I was in a moment where I was like, I don't know where I'm going to go. Like, I don't know what producer I should work with. Ned, I was kind of like at a standstill and I was like yeah. looking for new like management. And um, there was this big artist I really loved. Her name is DeLacy and she's a major songwriter. She wrote for Halsey Without You. Like she's a really big songwriter and she started releasing some of her own work independently. And I was just like sitting in a cafe and I was like, I wonder who manages her. So I did like all this research and I met this guy. Um, I sent out literally like probably 30, 40 emails and no way. instantly just within, looking for like the proper team. Yeah, just like looking for the proper I think the I was ready for the next level of like yeah. what I wanted to be, you know, taken as an artist like the more seriously and stuff. So within 15 minutes this guy got back to me. His name's Gary Bowen. He's an A&R and he's worked with everyone in the industry. He's like Ellie Reed's right-hand man. And he was just like, "Wow, I sent him like, you know, my past work with my visuals and stuff." And he's like, "Wow, you know, I want to meet with you. I'm in town. So we went and he met and I, I'm a, like a poet. I write poetry and I read him some of my poetry and he was just like, wow, I would love, you know, to get you in the studio with this guy, um, Dave Berg. And so from there, he's like, test it out, see what, you know, guys come up with. And I was like, I think I want to do more, bring back like the 2000s vibes. Like, yeah, my personality is very fun. I'm very sassy. I'm confident. And I was like, I just got out of a crazy relationship. I was like, I want to stop writing sad songs. I want to be feeling myself. I want to bring back like the horns, like the funness. And so he's like, okay, go in the studio. And so I went in the studio and I wrote my first single with Dave called Coattails, which I haven't released yet. I think it's going to be my next single. And okay. it incorporates like a lot of trumpets, horns. And I think my new styles is like kind of bringing back that Gwen Stefani, Fergie, I've been told vibes. And um, they're awesome, you know, women anthems. Like That's so much exactly, here. Like you just yes. put that so well. Like you listen to it and you're like, yeah, like it's got like some, it's fun and it's yeah, powerful. And you're fun. just like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I just want music where people put it on. They feel good. They, It's very um, high, high energy, my new stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. So that, that was a big point. Like when you got like the proper manager, proper producer in that round of it, it was like, okay, this is clicking. You mm -hmm. felt that vibe. You felt that energy. And it was yeah. like, let's go kind of thing. Yeah, let's go. And I'm still independent. So, I mean, every day I'm still waking up and being like, okay, what can I do differently for this single that worked or what didn't work for the previous single. So like, I'm still like learning, you know, as I'm always testing, you know, A&Rs do that with people that are signed, like, you know, let's yep. try more of this or let's try doing this or let's target this. So it, it's kind of like a game, business yeah. game. And I feel like that's the business side of it. And I'm learning more and more about the business side of it. Um, do you like that people. side of it? Because like, obviously you say like, you're very visual, like you see it, you write yeah. a song, you know, the video, you know what it looks like, all of that. 
And I'm so curious because I would say that I'm probably the exact opposite of you where I'm like, I couldn't write a song to save my life. I like, like, I'll see things like I, I recognize an aesthetic or a vision and I definitely like photography, whatever, but I'm business guy. Like this podcast is me talking to people about how things work and the behind the scenes and that. Like I am so far the opposite of like, let's put on a production and that. Like, so do you see both of those sides or you like miss me with that business? I mean, I feel like I have to because I am my own like boss technically, but um, I honestly love like creating, of course, way more than like knowing how to like market and, you know, releases like the business side of it is kind of like, oh, you know, the tricky part, you know, it's like, why can't I just do this art like this or that, which I can independently, I can do, you yeah. know, have like a label being like, no, you can't do that. Blessings with that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like, it's like learning each day, learning each release, um, you know, getting guidance from like other artists or even guidance from like, you know, my A&R and like yeah. stuff like that. But I'm definitely like learning to really love it. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I'm always curious of that because there's like some of my artist friends are like in it, like business and like they always are in it. And then others are just like, miss me with all of that. I'm trying to make music. Yeah, I don't it's care. Get me a team as fast as you can. If you probably look in my social media, you probably think like, oh, I love social media, but I honestly like, it's not my favorite. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like I'm not a huge, like, I mean, I love Instagram. I love like, you know, expressing my art and stuff, but I definitely need to be like more active with my, probably my Instagram, like going on more lives and stuff. I'm not, I'm more like to just focus, like go in the studio or like shoot and, you know, do visuals and like then release it. You know, I'm not, huge on like trying to post every day, even though, you know, I try to very stay interactive with my fans, but yeah. It's hard. I think a lot of us hard. are struggling with that right now. Like it's a job. I don't, Instagram is yeah. a job. <laughs> I don't know. Like in all honesty, I don't know in the last however many months, if I have talked to any friend in or outside of music, that's been like, you know what I'm stoked to do right now is post on Instagram. Like it feels like it's like a chore, a job that we've all agreed that we have to do, but yeah. we're all just stuck in this cycle of pretending well, like it's too, so weird. If you're like an influencer or like, you know, in music or like you're using Instagram as like a business pro profile in a way, not just like, you know, posting to, you know, your family, your friends or whatever, like, yeah, it's definitely like a job. And then you start, you know, guessing your posts, like this post did better than this post or like, what could I get my fans and like checking your back DMs and trying to like catch up to like everyone and trying to comment back to everyone. Like it's definitely like, I try to like either right away in the morning or like at night when I'm laying in bed, like try to go back and respond to everyone as much as possible. Um, because of course, like I love to connect with people. So Instagram is great yeah. for that as well. That's what's so hard is like the genuine part of it is amazing. Like, yeah, yeah I'm always trying to talk to people. And if yeah. anybody like on my side, if anybody supports the podcast, oh my God, I want to talk to you and thank you and yeah. hear what you liked or hear what I could do better. But then like, I don't know what it is like that part of it. So genuine, so great. Mm -hmm. But then like just the feeling if you're not always posting engagement is restricted, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's just stressful. It's hectic. Yeah. Um, what about TikTok though? Because my thoughts on TikTok is it's the only place that's fun on the internet. 
That's like the one, I don't know. It feels I, less like I'm a not job. Like, I'm not like, I don't have a huge following on TikTok, but like I started like, I guess since quarantine and that begun, I was like posting a lot of dance videos and expressing, but like, I haven't really posted in a while. I kind of like, you know, but I love TikTok. You can post like funny videos. Um, I actually did this funny video on TikTok with my dog pretending to do like her nails and it got like 2 million views. I feel like TikTok is so random. It's just like, yes. how are you just like putting these videos in front of like other people? It's not like you're searching. So I, I feel know. like TikTok is like so fun because it's like, you never know what you're going to get. It's like you're yep. swiping and you're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I don't know. Even like there was one where you were like messing with your mom in the car or something like that yeah. too, right? Oh yeah. My mom falls asleep all the time or like I always try to scare my mom and it, <laughs> yeah. I'm a jokester. I don't know. Like I love that's it. the side of it that I like though is like, it's cool to see, like I feel like Instagram has to stay polished and it's very much like this is the brand, whatever. But then when I saw that side of you on TikTok, I was like, all right, all right. She has fun. She gets mm-hmm. it. I know. I feel like but, a lot of people see my say my Instagram or that haven't met me or people meet me in person and they're like, Oh my God, you're so funny. You're so bubbly and stuff. And I'm like, maybe I need to start smiling more in my Instagram posts. I'm doing too many selfies. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's funny too, though, because it's like, we talk about this right now. And before we were talking, I looked at all of your socials and I was like, yeah, she has it on the lock. Right. So it's like so often it from afar you're like this is it they've got it dialed and then you talk to somebody and they're like man i don't know i'm, I'm just, just trying learning. my I'm best still, i'm still figuring myself out i don't even know what i'm eating later like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny i think that pretty much catches us up to where you're at now mm-hmm. and then you said so you went in the studio the first song you recorded isn't even out yet and you have three songs currently out mm-hmm. yeah, so how much fun. music is on deck like what's what's coming up next well, I have a whole um, album. So I did like 12 songs and okay. the album's called Lullabies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to release that, of course, in the new year. Um, so right now I, I'm i just like releasing some of my favorite singles from the album. So, so far I've released three. I'll probably be releasing like a couple more from the album and then you know, hopefully releasing the whole album altogether. Um, and in the meantime, I'm still like in the studio writing and recording like new material. Damn. So you're, you're in it right now. You are yeah. fully, yeah, I'm fully ready. I'm in to take go mode. Safety sessions and um, with precautions and doing a lot of Zooms. And um, yeah, so I'm really excited. I'm excited. It's awesome. I released two or my first single, Like Us, um, and mm-hmm. then Vicky, and then my recently runaway baby, which is from yep. a poem I wrote. Um, oh, yeah, it was from a poem I wrote called I actually called it 3 a.m. cigarettes before. Um, it was about a crazy, toxic relationship I was in at the time. I literally wrote the poem within like 10 minutes with my ex, like, you know, passed out beside me. And we ended up like breaking up and I started performing the poem as in my opening acts. And a lot of really? people would come over and be like, whoa, like it was like a spoken word kind of thing. And then I'd go like right into my music and people are like coming up with it and being like, wow, I really related with that poem. Like I had no idea you were going through that. Cause I, I didn't really, you know, publicize too much. Um, my ex had like addiction problems. And so I kind of like really lost myself 
in the process of trying to, you know, save him. Um, mm. There's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of amazing times, a lot of really bad times. And so the song is basically, you know, the ups and downs of like a roller coaster. Um, and then I called it Runaway Baby. Um, so I decided, yeah, after the poem, I was like, I need to really make this into a song. So um, I went to the producer, Dave Berg, and we brought in another writer, Monroe, and I read them my poem and they're like, let's do this. And we were just finishing a whole session and I kept hearing like, yeah, my runaway, 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 baby, because I, he would always just like run away. Like I would come home and he would like be disappeared or like come back. And like, I could never like really rely on him. So he was like my runaway baby. And so that's where like the hook came from. And so basically the whole poem turned into like a little rap with the, then the new hook. And then I still wanted it up tempo, like mid tempo, because I didn't want it to be like too sappy and sad, but I was yeah. actually really nervous to release this song because I wasn't sure really? how, yeah, I wasn't sure how people would, you know, respond to it. And luckily everyone has been like super supportive with it being like, wow, I related with this. Um, I then decided to shoot um, the official music video for it, which was now it's like at almost 400. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that you're saying that popped yeah. off. Mm -hmm. And so um, I worked with Chancellor Warhol. He shot my previous music videos, amazing director. And I told him the situation that happened to me in Big Bear with my ex. Um, and I wanted to reenact that whole situation. So we went to Big Bear um, we reenacted the, the, you know, the scene with the song. Um, and yeah, it was very beautiful. It was kind of like, um, it was kind of hard, you know, shooting it, but it was like very therapeutic at the same time. And the visuals came out amazing. My uh, current boyfriend was like super down to play <laughs> my ex. <laughs> oh, is that, that? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so it's doing awesome. And I'm just very, you know, awesome. Feel so blessed how people are really responding to um, the visuals and the song and everything. That's super cool. And with that, like as an independent artist, like that's, have you done the deep dive in YouTube? Like, was this like a very, like you went deep in the marketing side of it? Or was that kind of just like a natural side of like it caught on there? Cause I'm always so interested in that. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I definitely like have put some like, you know, support like ads like behind it. Like, but honestly, like, Oh, sick. Not, I think that's awesome. Like, like, that's not me being like, Oh, well, that's whack. Like, I think that if you're an independent artist, you need to do everything you possibly yeah. well, can. Honestly, that's what labels do. They put like a ton, a ton of money. You know how much radio, everything on the radio is all like bought basically. Yeah. But I did literally like $5 ads, like very, very oh minimal. And just to all, like get it going, just to get it going, you know, like those ads that will like pop up, like, Hey, recommend yeah. you know, like similar artists or, you know, stuff like that. So I did like a little mini ad and now it's just like taking off. And now I'm just like, Whoa, like every morning I'm waking up and be like, wow, 10,000 more views. Like, 10 yes. even more like it's just crazy i'm like and i think it's just the visual is just really relatable and a lot of people um i feel like what was why i wanted to really release this one third is because you know my new stuff i feel like a lot of people look at me like you know 
I'm pretty, you know, I, I'm doing music, you know, I, I have a luxury life. Like they don't know, like this is the mysterious dark side where I don't actually express and talk. And I wanted to release this because I wanted my fans to actually know the truth of like what I've actually like really been through. And like, I'm just like them and like, we can relate. And like, I've been in some crazy situations that I never thought I'd be in. And I came out strong and like, I wanted to be kind of like, you know, hope and, you know, connect with people and in like, you know, a toxic way as well as a relationship. Yeah. I I think everybody always appreciates honesty, right? Like, yeah. It's very, this day and age, like we, we see the highlight reel quite a lot, but when people open up and share something a little more real, I think everyone can relate to that. And that's cool that you were down to. And I also like, I love you explaining that you did like figure out how to put some ads behind the video and all that, because I like to do this podcast as well. I know there's a lot of my listeners that are independent artists, or maybe they're trying to help friends or whatever, just like the early come up days of music. Mm-hmm. And any value that I can bring to that, any any other stories that I can share is like, here's an artist that found a way to have some amount of success. Here's a good idea. Here's a this. Here's a that. Like, yeah. I always like to bring value there. So that's cool to hear you share that and be like, yeah, yeah. we took the time. We wrote a song that was meaningful and genuine, mm-hmm. shot a video that, again, meaningful and genuine, yeah. and then did everything we could to like back that so people yeah, would see it marketing sign. I feel like a lot of people, I mean, Hey, when I first was like 17, 18, I first released my single, I was like, it's out. And then I was like waiting and I'm like blank, blank. Like, you know, it doesn't just happen like that. You don't just release music and voila. I mean, sometimes it happens, but there's always some backing behind it. Um, and so I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about that, but like, I'm like, yeah, of course, like you have to like get like little independent, like playlist support and like all that stuff, which is super hard to get. I mean, I definitely had to like, you know, submit my songs. Like, you know, it's like, you know, people, it's not just like you pay for anything, you know? I guess another thing that I like to kind of get into, and again, like I feel like there's still so much room in your career and this is kind of like the beginning of at least this era. Um, So I don't mean to ask this question in a way of like, you've made it. It's the, this is the end. but. (laughs) I'm so No, but like, you know, like I I like to acknowledge everything that we've done, but then also it's a balance, right? Like you have to believe in yourself. You have to gas yourself up. You have to be proud of where you're at, Mm -hmm. but then you also have to be chasing the next steps always, no matter how far you are. But a question that I think everyone can relate to and always has an answer regardless of where you're at is like any point in your career, any point in your life where it's been the hardest or you've had the most self-doubt, where is that? And what did you do to get past it? Like what point do you go back to in your life or your career and what got you through that? Um, well, I always like, there's definitely been times where I'm like coming and I feel like I get hit like with a wall of like, okay, where am I going to go now? Like um, I can totally relate I've had many situations happen to that, but I always knew in my heart, this is what I wanted to do. You have to want to do this. It's like, you know, a job 24 seven. And I feel like I always just really believed in myself. And I think that's like the really main thing is just knowing, like, if you truly believe in yourself, like you just got to keep going. And the other thing too, is try not to like, I've learned 
to have too high of goals. You know, of course I could be like, I want a Grammy. I want to have a world tour, but realistically right now that's not happening. So I was like, I want to complete an album. I want to like, you know, I want to drop, like turn one of my poems into a song, like, you know, like little things where it's just like, then you're like, ah, I felt good. Like, yeah, I did that. You know, it's just like little goals because every little stepping stone is a something closer. And you may be like, you know, thinking you want to have this as your, you know, dream and an opportunity could come along. That's totally, you never even thought of. And you start having more interest in that. So I think it's just like being very open-minded, but I think if you just like work at it and truly like believe in yourself, like anything is possible. That's cool. That's really cool. Cause it's hard, right? Like it's like sometimes that feels like the cliche advice, but I really like what you said about under like setting realistic goals, I guess, right? Like you're not going to go on a world tour during COVID. Yeah. But if you really do this and if you really love this, there's always something that you can achieve. So it's like, cool, I'm going to write a whole album and I'm going to be proud of every song. Like there's always those things that you can do. And if you love it, like, of course you're going to chase that. Yeah, of course. And that's with anything with anybody like doesn't even have to be music related. Yeah. That's sick. Damn. (laughs) I I think we did the thing. This was awesome. I'm so glad to hear your story and, I don't know. It's, it's nice. It's for me to, to not know anything, well, relatively nothing and to hear all of the behind the scenes of it. it, It's, it adds another element to understanding an artist. And I appreciate that. And I hope that anybody who didn't know who you were now hears your stuff and understands it a little better. And if some of your fans hear this, I hope they also understand your story (laughs) a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Blow me up. (laughs) <laughs> run it yeah. repeat. repeat set spotify to repeat <laughs> no yeah and I, I i so appreciate you taking the time and you know that you're interested and wanting to get to know me as you know an artist that means a lot to me as well on your platform oh absolutely i'll be following along too i love uh-huh. to see it like i love to see i mean i would consider this is like a new era of novels so I'm excited to watch along now and be like, oh shit, like, you know, just like seeing the new accomplishments and the videos yeah. and the songs come out. Like, I love Thank it. You. I feel like I'm Thank I'm in it now. For, I'm invested. Thank you for seeing that. Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> well, awesome. Where uh, the final thing is, where can people find you? If they didn't know you up until this podcast, where should they, where should they find you? Where should yeah. they listen to you? I'm on Spotify, iTunes, just type in novel. My new singles are out like us, sticky, runaway baby, and I got new material dropping. So type in novel and I should pop up. I love it. Awesome. (laughs) 